the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hey, have you seen the new Mike Lindell television commercial for his towel sets? Wow. Pretty interesting. Takes a bottle of liquid, pours it on one high-end towel, and it doesn't absorb. Takes the bottle of liquid, pours it on the MyPillow towel, and it absorbs. And then he takes the MyPillow towel, and he soaks up all the liquid that pours right off the top of the other towel. Now, when you use a towel, you want it to absorb moisture. Why does the Mike Lindell MyPillow towel absorb? Well, because it's made from America's best cotton. Leave it to Mike Lindell to engineer a product to infinite specific specifications. And leave it to Mike Lindell to wait to bring it to market until it is absolutely ready to come to market and will be superior to all the competition. Now, Mike Lindell has discounted his towel sets from $109.99 to $39.99. Crazy low prices, right? You get the crazy low prices on MyPillow itself, $19.98. MySlippers, 50% off. Giza Sheets, 60% off. Mike Lindell lowering prices because, hey, he doesn't have to pay those high in-store stocking fees anymore. Because why? Well, those stores have canceled him because, oh, Mike Lindell is so controversial. He likes free and fair elections. He's a Trump supporter. Oh, the many, many, many reasons why the big box stores and the big retailers don't like Mike Lindell. But you should like him because his prices are low and his products are great. And you can get them at those low prices by using the promo code Bruce at MyPillow.com. Promo code Bruce at MyPillow.com. 98.9 FM, the answer. So who said what? To whom, when? In Hilliard, that is the question in front of us concerning the student protests on Friday. Davidson High School, Darby High School, 1 o'clock, kids walk out. Not very many kids, by the way. Uh, around 100 at both schools. Now, the enrollment at both is uh, well over 1,200, so around 10% of the students. I mean, Friday was a pretty nice day. All you have to do is walk out, get some fresh air. House Bill 616, all the horrible, terrible, homophobic House Bill 616. Bill, not law, not law, not close to being voted into law. A bill, just like 40, 50, 100 others in the House, proposed, no action taken on it yet. But because it mirrors the Florida Parents' Rights and Education Bill, uh, this is seen as extremely nefarious, and it gives the LGBTQRSTUV WXYNZ lobby a chance to grandstand that this bill is a threat to anyone who identifies as uh, LGBTQ+. Uh, in fact, of course, truth is the ultimate defense. The bill would do nothing more than make illegal the indoctrination of kindergarten, first, second, and third graders, the teaching of sexual orientation and gender ideology to those eight years old and under. Doesn't seem like an unreasonable request to me. I remember being eight. 
I remember being clueless and uncomfortable about topics like this. Wouldn't have known what anybody was talking about. What do you mean? A boy can be a girl. A girl can be a boy. What do you mean? Like two boys are married, two girls are married. It's beyond the understanding of most eight and nine-year-olds. The frequent objection put forward by the LGBTQ lobby is that this will marginalize LGBTQ students. There is nothing in the bill that says that these students cannot share their own experiences openly in class with their teachers if they want to. They can. It's not in the bill. It's not in the law. Not in Florida's law. Not in Ohio's law. It's teachers who can't direct the conversation. Okay, so first of all, my own personal opinion is these bills do not go far enough to put a stop on the teaching of sexual orientation, gender ideology at the age of eight, I think that should be extended all the way up to the age of 11, 12, somewhere in there. Sixth grade is a fair place to start instructing kids in uh, health and sex education. Prior to that, it is beyond the capacity of the entire class to comprehend it. And so... I don't think these bills go far enough. But nevertheless, the bill is proposed, and the students don't like it because they're goaded into not liking it, because they're lied to, is it's a don't-say-gay bill, or it's a bill that if you're LGBTQ plus in high school, you won't be able to talk about it, or you won't be able to be your quote-unquote authentic self or whatever. So it's a scare tactic, and you always have to ask yourself, if people can't get you excited, passionate, motivated about an issue by telling you the truth, then what's their agenda? Well, you know the LGBTQ plus's agenda is to gin up this idea that they are under attack, that the astronomically high suicide rates are the result of oppression rather than the result of internal dissatisfaction and confusion. They never look at the fact that preaching the ideology might be the cause of the high suicide rates, might be the cause of the psychological problems. No, it's always this made-up boogeyman of the oppression that they are subjected to at every turn of the corner in school, as if there are people shouting at them, insulting them. And if that goes on, I'm quite sure the administration of the schools would step in because no student should be bullied for any reason in any school anywhere. Nevertheless, the students walk out in protest. Now, in advance of this student protest, central office in Hilliard had ample notification this was coming. There was a poster on the wall at Hilliard-Davidson High School saying, hey, we're going to walk out on Friday at 1 o'clock. I don't know what happened at Darby, how, whether this was kept you know, on the down low or whether they were as bold and brazen in publicizing it or not. But I know Davidson knew about it because I talked about it on my show last week on Wednesday and Thursday, tried to get a comment out of the communications director in Hilliard Schools. She did not return emails. She did not return calls. She never does. It's a great gig being the communication director and not having to communicate with anyone. I emailed the superintendent, David Stewart. He never got back to me either. Now, I will say today, Mr. Stewart did get back to me on an email when I asked him, hey, You had a political candidate, Morgan Harper, running against Tim Ryan on the Democratic side of the ticket for the Senate spot. 
in the in the Democratic in the primary May third. What's she doing at Darby High School on Friday during school hours, making a speech to your students? That's not allowed by law. It can't be a political candidate and campaign on school grounds. So the Hilliard Central Office official view of this is Morgan Harper was trespassing. Morgan Harper was not allowed to be there. Well, they did not know who they were trifling with because Morgan Harper is a very, uh, very progressive, very uh, brazen (laughs) progressive. And she was not going to take this without firing back. She said that she was invited by students and that administrators at Darby knew she was coming. Knew she was coming. Okay. So we have a statement from the Hilliard Central Office. Whoops, they woke up the communications director. She issued a statement that Morgan Harper was not invited and not allowed to be on school grounds. Ah, the Harper campaign fires back saying that's not true. We were invited and the administration knew we were coming. The Darby administration. So now we have a question of central office saying they didn't know she was coming and Morgan Harper saying, no, you knew at Darby I was coming, which begs the question, who is running this show at Darby and at Davidson? Are the students running it? I left out of my uh, retelling of this situation that Hilliard School's official policy is that all students are required to be in class at all times. And if they are not in class, and the policy is very specific, it doesn't say on school grounds, it says in class. If they are not in class during the required time, they are considered truant, just like if they were off having pizza somewhere, off campus. So central office knew they were going to have a student walkout, a mass truancy violation, did nothing about it in advance, tried to cover their tracks when the pol- when the protests got worse from a public relation optic perspective because, hey, here's a wild leftist Senate candidate in our football stadium addressing students, firing them up about this bogus concern they have about a bill that's not even close to being a law. Let's call the cops on Morgan Harper. So they did. They filed a police report with Hilliard Police. Well, Morgan Harper doesn't need this kind of grief for her campaign. She doesn't need to be labeled somebody who just walks onto school grounds without permission. So she fires back on them. So now we do have an investigation underway at Hilliard. So David Stewart, the superintendent, when I emailed him today, I said, I'd like you to come on and tell the people what's going on out there. How did this happen? Mr. Stewart was very nice to quickly return my email and say there's an internal investigation, and I cannot comment until the investigation is over. So uh, I should have set that to Benny Hill music because it is a circus out there in Hilliard. And here's what needs to happen. And I don't say this lightly. I've given a lot of thought to this. But here is what absolutely must happen in this situation. Somebody has to get fired. Somebody has to get fired over this. Because if somebody does not get fired, then there is no deterrent to this kind of anarchy anarchy and nonsense continuing for whatever the students decide they want to get up in arms about. You have a truancy policy to introduce some order to your school day, 
If you were going to hide behind this lame excuse that, well, it was a student-led protest, then am I to understand that if students wanted to walk out to protest anything, anywhere, they would be allowed to do so? Could they Could they have walked out last year to protest mask wearing? Could they have walked out last year to uh, protest uh, gas prices rising or Joe Biden's uh, cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline? Of course, you cannot have an orderly school day if the students are in charge of the school day and report to class when it suits them and don't report to class when it does not. So, Superintendent Stewart needs to control his people. And if the principal at Darby, the principal at Davidson, the assistant principal at Darby, the assistant principal at Davidson, student council advisor, if somebody's green lighting and encouraging student protests during school hours, and I know Joyce Brickley, the superintendent at Davidson, sent an email to teachers saying, hey, the students are going to walk out, just let them go. Don't say anything to them, good, bad, or indifferent. Let them come back in class if they want to. That's from the principal at Davidson. So she knew it was going to happen. She didn't stop it from happening. And, of course, you know the reason she didn't stop it from happening is because she approves of that protest. Well, you will have no order at all if the principal, assistant principal, teacher, advisor, whoever, decides they can greenlight one protest and not greenlight another. So David Stewart, superintendent at Hilliard Schools, needs to control his people. And the only way to control his people is to make somebody's head roll for this embarrassing incident. Because it's clear that unless somebody loses their job over this, this kind of stuff will continue to happen. Because why wouldn't it? Nobody lost their job. Consequences are a deterrent to bad behavior. And there need to be consequences in this case. I spent a lot of time on the show talking about school issues, and we just went through the dysfunction, who's in charge, nonsense at Hilliard schools with a student protest at two high schools on Friday and Morgan Harper, an Ohio Democratic Senate candidate, showing up at Darby High School and speaking to students during the school day. A campaign appearance uh, not allowed by state law. Tonight you get an opportunity to talk with Jim Renacci, candidate for governor at a Save Our Schools rally. It's at the Hilliard Presbyterian Church. Starts at 6 p.m., goes 6 to 7.30. So you got most of your evening still left. Come out, get a chance, submit a question to Jim Renacci, make up your mind whether you're going to vote for Renacci, DeWine, Joe Blystone in the upcoming gubernatorial primary May the 3rd. Joe Knopp, his lieutenant governor candidate, will be there as well. Who else will be there? Omar Tarazi, Hilliard City Council. Finn Larson, an educational consultant with Christian educators. Uh, Pastor Juan Vargas. Uh, from Cleveland, Ohio, he'll be speaking to the issues up there. And Peter Kirsenow, an author and a uh, member of the U.S. Civil Rights Commission. So looking forward to that event. 
It's put on in tandem by the Parents' Rights and Education Group and by the Latino Conservative Club of Franklin County. So that's at 3600 Leap Road. That's Hilliard Presbyterian Church tonight. Doors open 530. Event begins 6 p.m. I'm looking forward to getting to know Jim Renacy better, Joe Not better, and find out more about his platform for Ohio and the vision that he sees for the state of Ohio. I think Renacy and Blystone are both fighting an uphill battle in the gubernatorial race because DeWine has extreme name recognition. He's got a lot of money behind him. But how much will DeWine be weakened by the tandem challenge of Renacy and Blystone? Rob Walgate of the American Policy Roundtable posed a scary scenario when he joined us in studio on Friday. He said there are clearly a vast number of Republicans in Ohio dissatisfied with Mike DeWine for a sitting incumbent governor in a in in an increasingly red state for DeWine to face two determined challengers in the primary and for both challengers to have a significant block of voters at worst they're going to come out of the primary Renacy and Blystone with at least one-third of the Republican vote in Ohio Say, well, it's a big deal. DeWine will win anyway. He might. He might. Probably, yes. But what happens if that one-third of the voting block on the Republican side is at a point after the primary where they're discouraged that DeWine won and therefore indifferent to showing up in November to vote? Won't affect the governor's race, Bruce. DeWine will win anyway. You're right. It won't. He will win anyway. Because he'll have a fair amount of Democratic voters who will vote for him. Although you never know with Democrats. They might go for the crazy Nan Whaley or uh, John Cranley from uh, Cincinnati. But where it will show up is in the Senate race. J.D. Vance, Josh Mandel, Jane Timken, Matt Dolan. Oh, not Matt Dolan. I'm not even going to mention Matt Dolan. Mike Gibbons. One of those four will need... Every Republican to show up because Democrats will be motivated to show up to try to steal a Senate seat from a Republican. Portman's seat, Rob Portman's seat, is up for grabs. It must stay on the Republican side. Republicans are going to win the House. That's not a, that's not a debate. Republicans are going to win the House by a pretty significant margin. Probably going to pick up 30, 40 seats in the House. But on the Senate side... There are more Republican seats at risk because, you know, one-third of the Senate seats are up every two years. So more Republican seats are at risk. Do they have some vulnerable Democrats? Sure. Mark Kelly's vulnerable in Arizona. Raphael Warnock is vulnerable in Georgia. But in Ohio, Sherrod Brown's not running for re-election. He's bulletproof for another two years. So we got to hang on to Portman's seat and pick up a couple others so we have both the Senate and the House on the Republican side. And then, then we can build a more robust firewall against everything Joe Biden can't get done with executive orders. Assuming he's still awake enough to sign his name. Now, you might have noticed, as I did this morning, when I passed uh, the Circle K at LaZelle. I'm not sure what the other road is, but... Columbus gas prices have dropped nearly 10 cents. I saw 341 on the sign today. 
Average price in central Ohio, three seventy one per gallon. Do you, like me, catch yourself when you see gas? I was tickled pink. Where was I? I was in the Dayton area. I was in the Dayton area last week. And I filled up with gas for three fifty one. And I was I was literally like giddy when I got in the car after filling. I was like, I got it for three fifty one. And then I caught myself and I'm what am I rejoicing about? Three fifty one is still stinks. As does 341, which I saw today. Cheapest gas in Columbus, according to WSYX ABC6, was priced at $3.36 per gallon on Sunday. Most expensive, 409 per gallon. Had a buddy who went to Maryland this past weekend and Gettysburg, PA. Gas in Maryland was 450. 450. I guess that's okay. It's near the Beltway. Not that the uh, elected officials of our U.S. government are buying their own gas, of course. We're buying it for them in their limousines and their car services that they take to Congress. So I don't know if this is the strategic oil reserves or the higher ethanol content gas or what it is. It's going down a little, but it's got a long way to go down before it gets where it should be. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.